0: Hey everyone, and welcome to our first live podcast in a park. Hello, and welcome to Rekindling Relationships with Beck and Vern. As well as podcasting, we run relationship workshops for organisations, as well as fun, creative dates to reconnect couples.
1: We live in Bendigo with our blended family of four teenagers and a menagerie of animals. Welcome to our podcast designed to answer all the tricky questions to do with relationships, done in a fun, sometimes a little silly, but hopefully an informative way. All right. Hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Well, this we- is a bit exciting. This is
0: exciting. We have a small but dedicated audience. <laughs> 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 Let's hear you.
1: Woo! Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Set it down. <laughs> This is really exciting. This is maybe one of Bendigo's first live podcasts. Yes. I I could be wrong, but I think it might be. I don't think it's happened before. So, welcome.
0: We're in Garden for the Future in White Hills in Bendigo, which is Victoria, which is Australia. Um, We'll just do a quick bio. Let's see here. So on the end of our panel right now, we have Linda. Say hi, Linda.
2: Hey, hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Linda is a sexologist, sex therapist, educator and researcher and loves what she does. Her background is in education and public health and she's been in a counselling role and teaching sexuality education for three decades. Beck Botros is an artist, performer, mother and emotional coach. She assists Vern, that's me, with the business and makes sure that our tribe don't starve or kill each other. She loves travelling animals, bushwalking food, being creative and spinning fire.
1: And then there's (coughs) Vern. Welcome, Vern. Hi. He's a mentor, teacher, circus performer, artist, wannabe pirate, and father of four teenagers. He edits the podcast, manages our two businesses, Rekindling Relationship and The Connected Circus, and loves that he gets to work with his favorite person in the world. Oh, is that me? Yeah, that's you. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's that's sweet. Thanks.
0: tell you why we're running this event. We, our intention for running this event is we want to do something fun for Bendigo. We wanted an outdoor venue where people could come and have a drink and have some food and relax and we can have a chat about all things relationship.
1: Just wanted people to have fun and podcast is something that is growing in momentum of popularity and we thought it'd be nice and something different for Bendigo to have a live one. So thanks for your support. Yeah. And why are you here Linda? <laughs> <laughs> we, we just found uh, her down the road actually well,
2: you, you invited me, thank <laughs> you for inviting me I'm here because I could get to talk about my favourite subject And the potential of having uh, sharing, sharing knowledge and having some laughs and, and just putting out there in the world some really good messages about relationships and sexuality um, can, I, can I tell people about my t-shirt?
0: Yes, please do
2: If you haven't read Archer magazine, which is a beautifully produced magazine Um, ...based in Melbourne but international... ...around diverse sexuality and relationships. I'm wearing it. It's Archer magazine. I'm wearing an Archer t-shirt. On the front it says, sex is weird for everyone. And I like the fact that it kind of normalises weirdness. Although normal is bullshit. Nothing is normal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I like that. that Nothing is normal. So what we're going to do tonight is we plan to... ...just we've got a few different segments. We've got a bit of an, an audience quiz... Where you can win some prizes.
1: Yeah. It looks like you potentially might, actually.
0: <laughs> it, won't be, it won't be very hard not to win a prize tonight <laughs> unless you go to the toilet while we're doing the prizes. So our first segment is Beck Reads from the Book of Face, and this is all about some of those Facebook relationship questions that Beck has found and that we're gonna pull apart.
1: So we've kind of uh, swapped up our podcasts a little bit. So a lot of them in the past were quite serious, but very raw and real. And so we decided this year we might make them a little bit more humorous. I was a little bit inspired by a Facebook page I follow, and I found myself a lot of (laughs) quite a few nights scrolling through it and saying, hey, Vern, check out what this person's asked. But even funnier were some of the comments. I thought it might be nice or fun to have a little segment where I pull out some of or cherry pick some of the questions. I put it to you guys to answer them. We'll start with our first question. I just broke up with my boyfriend on Thursday. How long should I wait till I ask someone out? Just curious.
0: (laughs) Just jumping right in there. Do you, do you want to start with that one, Linda?
2: How long is a piece of string? Does, is she ready to ask someone else out? I mean, it's not like... When, when somebody dies, there's sort of this grieving process, time, space that people are like a respectful distance, publicly anyway, because often when someone dies, people, get, people express their grief through sex. That's a whole other conversation. But, but yeah, if, if they've been planning to end a relationship for a long time... And then they do the thing, they end it, they can go, wow, free again. And if Thursday was yesterday or the day before yesterday or last you know, last week, yeah, whenever, whenever it feels right for them. If they've ended a relationship, it's, there isn't kind of a polite time you wait in order to consider the other person's mm. feelings. Although probably dating the partner's best friend would be a really unkind <laughs> move.
1: <laughs> I like that whenever, whatever feels right for you, because I feel like that's... That's a good answer there, whatever feels right for you. And a lot of the time relationships are ended way before we realise, well, or before they have actually ended, so we might not find out, but they may have ended, you know, things may have ended months before. So what about you, Vern? What's your words of wisdom? <laughs> Sometimes, yes,
0: you should mourn. You should go off the, I reckon you should find out why I actually broke up, like, you know, before you make the same bloody mistake again. Oh,
1: I think, yeah. You know,
0: I think a, if, you, if, if you're suddenly just like, boom, it's over, then there's a reason. You've got to go back and actually... Maybe find out what that reason is. Do the work.
1: So a bit of self
0: healing. A bit of self healing. Maybe pull apart the relationship. What it was like.
2: Well, I was going to reiterate what Beck was saying—that you may have actually left the relationship a long time before the actual breakup. So you may have done all that processing and grieving before. You so emotionally to the left it. You've before already, you've, you've left already it. mentally mm. and emotionally gone. So, but I, I take your point though. It is important that you. Don't just leap into making the same mistake that you may have made before, if you have made
0: one. I don't think that's ever happened to me, but <laughs> go on, <laughs> do the other <laughs> two. <next. laughs>
1: do it <laughs> do <laughs> the <laughs> Well, oh, there was just one funny comment on that one, which was. Oh,
0: this is the response. This was on a response, yeah, yeah on, Facebook. on Facebook. On the book of Facebook. It yep. says,
1: uh, depends. Did you break up with him in the morning or evening? Because <laughs> if it was the morning, at least give it till the afternoon. To get back out there, which I thought was a great comment. <laughs> that,
0: is, that is a great comment. Just get out there. Okay, what else Okay,
1: next, next question. How do I get over an ex? I can't stop thinking about them and I've even dreamt about them. Which I was a good question, I think. It's, We've not, all been it's not really
0: funny, but no, it's, it's not a good funny, question.
1: But how, how, what about you? What do you reckon, Linda? Some people's
2: advice is to get over one person, you get underneath another <laughs> but, I, but I wouldn't default to that necessarily because it doesn't allow for you. <laughs> that goes back to the time. first question. It, it really does. does. Yeah. <laughs> Such <laughs> a great answer. Uh, see a counsellor, see a therapist. Mm. You can get, point, get point some, to yourself. I was you just know. pointing to myself <laughs> because I'm a sex therapist, <laughs> but yeah, sex and relationships, psychosexual therapist, but I do think it, it got to the point where it's causing you distress and you can't stop, then you
1: get help. Yeah, Yeah. good answer. What do you think? What do you think, baby? Well, I remember one time I was finding it particularly hard to... To move on, and I ended it, but I was still finding it hard to move on. And I remember listening to a podcast, and it was about how when we we keep going down memory lane, so it's like a bit addictive. It releases endorphins, and we keep going down memory lane, and then of what we did do with them and the fun we had, and and we kind of I guess um, idealize it, and we always remember the good things, not the reasons why we we broke up with them, why they weren't right with us. So. I remember thinking, okay, to, you've got to stop thinking and dreaming about all the good things and write down the reasons why you broke up and logically, to think logically instead of emotionally about it, ah. which is easier said than done.
2: Like It's like retelling the story because mm. the facts don't change. It's just your angle on the facts will shift. So shift it from, oh, we, we had such a lovely time. Why am I so sad? To... Well, there's a balance here. Maybe in the balance, it was not so
1: lovely. Yeah, Yeah, there was a logical reason why they weren't my person. Yeah, Yeah. And And to allow your brain to shift out of that emotional... Yeah, change that pathway. To change the emotional Mm. pathway. Then?
0: Oh, well, I think maybe get really drunk and then stay really drunk for a long period of time. And then what happens is, over time... Yeah, you just keep on going back to thinking about it. (laughs) That doesn't work. When... I've broken up in the past. What I've done is I've just ignored it. I haven't actually processed it. It's really typical of men I've worked with and dealt with and done stuff with them. With it. It's emotionally, it's too hard. We're in too hard basking. We just drink a lot and pretend it didn't happen.
1: Common thing to distract yourself. Like oh, the, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's so, so much easier to distract yourself than actually deal with it. I know now, now that I'm a mature man and I've, I'm all grown up, the, the wisdom is the white in the beard, is that processing stuff, like actually having to talk to someone and dealing with it and processing it, and it sounds a bit boring, but it actually works. Yeah,
1: good <laughs> advice. You ready for the next one? All right, go on, do it. Do you think it's disrespectful... Oh, this is a good one for you, Linda. Do you think it's disrespectful to get on your phone after sex, like 10 minutes after sex?
2: Just, I've been listening to your podcast today and I was listening to the one about people who t- spend too long on their tech. People have those conversations. I always feel uncomfortable during those conversations because uh, I like my tech. <laughs> However... Is it disrespectful 10 minutes after sex to be on your phone cuddling after sex when you whatever whatever sex is for you if you're in the same room cuddling after sex is really good for enhancing well-being and building on the relationship if it's consensual I don't see why not but I wouldn't recommend it as a regular practice
0: so don't just both roll over and
2: no, start yes. Instagram I mean you might was you amazing might be, yeah. you this might be, awful <laughs> You might be snuggling <laughs> snuggling and each on your separate devices. And because that's what you both like to do, which is a different thing entirely. But yeah, definitely the cuddle. Very important. I think I'd be a little offended.
0: How about if I was actually <laughs> if I was actually on TripAdvisor going, oh five stars
1: <laughs> <Am I on laughs> advertising. Oh god. Am I on TripAdvisor?
0: <laughs> oh. Well.
2: I mean Maybe. also it might depend how long the <laughs> took. Because that's a whole other topic.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) Because I was just telling Beck about—no, telling you, Vern, about a conference, a relationship conference I went to in Chicago, and somebody presented research that was about how long a sexual encounter lasts. And the categories who were interviewed for this or surveyed included um, heterosexual couples, lesbians, gay men. I don't think they went into threesomes. I think it was just couples, hetero people. Maybe, you know, sort of five minutes to half an hour, perhaps. Gay men, up to a couple of hours. Lesbians, they hadn't made the chart long enough. Time and the exploration and the space was actually clearly, the whole session was a lot longer. So maybe if you've had a three-hour session, ten minutes after it ends to get on your phone might be quite reasonable. But if it's just been a five-minute quickie, that ten minutes might just be all the respect it deserves.
0: I actually don't know how to answer this. (laughs)
1: Did Would you, you, you like to know any yeah, of the yeah, comments? Just please please so, tell us some of the comments well, other Well, this kind of, I guess, goes into what you said, is that one of the comments was, no, it's not, because you said sex, not making love. Oh. Oh. Yeah.
0: Making love.
1: Sex is just <laughs> a commercial from a reality show, was somebody else's comment. What?
0: Se- what? Sex is just a commercial from...
1: I- I'm guessing that they're watching a reality show and they're like, oh, just in the commercials... I don't know. Is that what they're I don't mean, know. I mean, as, as in,
2: you're watching TV, you have a quickie during yeah, the ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh. That was one person's comment. Um, and then once somebody said, right after or 10 minutes after.
0: <laughs> Straight after. Just put, the <laughs> put your partner down and pick up your phone.
1: Another one was, another <laughs> one says, check the rule book, set them up knock them down, one after the other, just like beers.
0: I have a feeling a bloke had that comment.
1: <laughs> there might not be a monogamous relationship
2: happening.
0: Though. Maybe they're not taking their time to... It doesn't to, sound like it. I don't know what's no. going on
1: there. Okay, next question. All right, last one. How do you explain not being sexually attracted to your partner? And is that normal?
0: That's a That's a hard... Jeez, that's a hard, ah, geez, that's a hard question. <laughs> cool. Over to Linda. Tell us, Linda, what do you think? That's a tricky
1: one.
2: I wanna know the backstory. I mean, has it always just, been like this? Or is, is it, this a is new oh, a uh, yeah, or yeah, whatever? Yeah, or has it point. always just kinda of made an effort and it's been okay but you're just not feeling it and then life stress all happens And the desire wanes because you're just stressed and it's not about them. Mm, oh, good. Point. And I was just telling Beck before we we're discussing podcasts, we were like, I really like the Savage Love cast and with Dan Savage who's an American sex advice person. There was a, a, an example, a question like just like this recently, and the answer was that they're probably gay. It's, it's not about you. It's actually maybe they're with the wrong partner. And yeah, they're, there's they're a lot p- of possibilities. And they're pretending to fit with what they're expected to fit with and it's not doing it for them. Mm. But, yeah, people, people lose desire. Like, they have children. Children are the worst thing. Oh, they're, they're terrible. <laughs> Tell us about it. You know, they have to leave home eventually, but that's a long time to wait. You're
0: speaking Beck's language <laughs> they, right now.
1: They kill the mood, <laughs> that's I, for sure.
0: I love how you if just you're thinking stuff. about
1: having them, don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> can't say
0: that. Actually, what's really really funny hello there's people walking off into the distance yeah. with They're their child
1: disappointed they've got no time together too. and don't get a job either because that can be
2: exhausting and stressful and take, you, take away the mood <laughs> don't get a job don't get a job, <laughs> don't get a job so and so don't, don't have kids so that's that our advice
1: oh, <laughs> yeah, that's is true. great that's advice so
0: just be unemployed and childless <laughs> <laughs> can have all the sex you want there you go i <laughs> don't know how that's think, i
2: wouldn't actually say it was that syllogism though.
0: That <laughs> no 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 i don't think so either
1: what about you, Vernon? How <laughs> don't
0: explain not being sexually attracted? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I didn't actually know how I would explain that to anyone. I'd be, it's, it, I would be be—it's—I think they'd know. I think they'd know as soon as they're like, oh, so you're going to be on your laptop again tonight, are you? So
1: you reckon they'd, they'd pick up the vibe? I hope so. I hope so. Mm, you it's know. not a very nice spot for no, either person, a, really,
0: is it? No. And I think on our podcast, we always talk about having a conversation. It's always about just have a conversation and... I think the reality of it is if you're in that space, Mm. you know it, they know it, and you're both just avoiding the conversation because you're both avoiding what might happen next.
1: That could be a hard conversation, though, like to sit your partner down and go, oh... Well, yeah, you know what? I'm just not feeling attracted to. It's a bit of a kick in the guts, isn't it? It should be a conversation. It's like a band-aid, that should be though. It's just rip Definitely, it off I agree, but it wouldn't be an easy conversation.
0: What are you thinking, Linda?
1: I was thinking that thinking of Emily Nagoski's
2: work, and she talks about the dual control mo- model of brakes and accelerators. So there are things. The, the accelerators are things that kind of spark you up, and the brakes are the things that turn you right off. So if you've got a partner who is being cruel or kicking the cat, or or saying racist things or whatever. Do oh, he turns you off them. that So that, that, they're breaks. And you go, mm. well, all those things can be total desire killers. But in a long-term relationship, it may just be tweaking how they behave in the world. They, they may have been someone who flooded your boat originally. But, but they're manifesting behaviours be that turn-off. you don't
1: find attractive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, um, I mean, that's a good conversation. That's, yeah. that's a great conversation. Yeah. That's a
0: really fun conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, Do you know care. anyone you If anyone
0: the out cat, there Is just like Oh my friends Blah 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 then, Oh you should have This fun conversation <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, When you kick the cat I don't want to have <laughs> sex With well, you Well yeah Well it might be Bad behaviour it? it might be that Like you said I, That's a really good point It might be that They're like a racist Or something You're like That's really Not attractive to me <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh god <laughs> So it's time for Let's All Chat, which is our audience quiz time. Oh, this will so, be fun. what we're going to do is we're going to hand out some quiz questions and you could win some great prizes.
1: You can pop your hand up if you think you've got the right answer. I'll come around with the microphone. And then Vern will relay the answer. How's that? First nice
2: question. Where on the human body do you find the most intense concentration of nerve endings?
0: Oh, we have a hand up over there. Beck just poked the <laughs> microphone in Nathan's face. And
1: this is like my nightmare. I hated school. I hate putting my hand up and I hate having the... G- I'm sorry.
0: What was that? Reproductive organs. Your reproductive organs. When you say reproductive organs, what do you mean I've by that? I've said the scalp. <laughs> the scalp. The scalp? Ooh. The scalp. Anyone got something different there? Yeah, gone. on. The lips. And the,
2: the you, answer is... We have a winner.
0: We have a winner. It is actually lips
2: Well done. I'm
1: and,
0: impressed. Um, this is one of uh, Linda's questions, which is FYI, the clitoris has twice as many nerve endings as the penis. Was that the word you are trying to say before? Us?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is the most important sex organ? This is not a trick question. Oh, not a trick question. Ooh. Sex
0: Important sex organ. Come on. The
2: brain. The skin. Sorry, say again? The brain as well.
0: And another brain. You are right. It was this? actually the brain.
2: Arousal, fantasy, pleasure, all of those things are that the brain but You've the got to skin, shut that the brain skin down is certainly the whole body is, is the biggest sex organ rather than the most important.
0: So you get a half a point living. down the back there. Well done everyone else. Yeah, good. Well done. All right, question number three please, Linda. Oh yes,
2: Linda. Why why is kissing good for your health? Increase
0: oxytocin. It definitely does increase oxytocin, but that's not the reason. Anyone else? house th- is very personal. It just makes me happy. <laughs> oh, nice answer. Actually an awesome oh, answer.
1: She's obviously a very good kisser. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good on you, back. back getting your steps up. Anyone got anything different they'd like to share? We said it's just that intimacy and connection. Intimacy and connection. Lovely. Oh, They're all I, excellent oh, answers I have a feeling Is that the same? Is and that, in fact Endorphins Endorphins There's an oxytocin endorphins. And it feels good But the answer is It makes you happy It makes you happy The extra saliva that is exchanged Reduces tooth decay By keeping your mouth clean <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I, I have. I really want to so tell you. She keep kissing She has got
1: nice teeth.
2: All of those <laughs> answers are, to- are good for your health. Okay, okay, so
1: maybe all
0: those answers are right, so everybody gets the point. And,
2: w- and what if they've got gonorrhea? Oh, And you're exchanging legal, th- those kind of gonorrhea. germs that aren't in their throat? That's well, not good. I don't know work. if
0: that's. that's oh, that it- could still be good for your teeth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's
2: not about other areas. Not good for your health. It's about
0: reducing tooth decay. Not good
2: for your health.
0: We're talking about teeth here. We are a dentist's best friend. All right. So, question number four, please, Linda. <laughs> what
2: else in history has condo- have condoms been used for? Anyone got any random answers?
0: Come on. There's, a, there's one. There's a random answer. Importing drugs. Importing drugs. Yes, definitely. Yes, That's I've before. Actually, actually travelled um, from India to Thailand with a guy who was importing drugs. I had no idea until he landed in Thailand and I was just like, you got a stomach ache? And he goes, yeah, I still don't feel well. And I said, what do you reckon it was? He goes, oh, it's probably the large amount of, of hash that I ingested and is now in my stomach. And I went, oh. And he goes, do you want to share a taxi? No, I don't. <laughs> I, the, did I'm, he ingest it in
1: a condom? Is that he, what yeah, yeah he,
0: put, he just had it in a condom. He was had it in his shoes oh. in Thailand. Like, oh, why would you? Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Be careful who you travel with. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> I, was I was eating his food. I was eating his food on the plane.
2: Because <laughs> he was feeling he sick. Because he couldn't eat it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want first Dallas
1: happening. No. We
0: sort of look similar too. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyone else got any other idea? Nathan's right behind you with his head. Nathan. Coin purse
1: coin purse. They, they are quite strong. Imagine
0: if you went into a shop and then you reached <laughs> into a condom to pull out some coins.
1: You could fit quite a few in there. You could fit same. a
0: few coins in there. Yeah. don't know if they'd actually take them or they'd let you back in the shop.
1: How do you get them out? Have you, have you I ever done stuck. that? <laughs> <laughs> do you I
2: mean, know someone who's done that? Have you done that before? Is it?
0: <laughs> maybe. I,
2: it's very creative. <laughs> it is a
0: creative idea. Anyone got any yes. other ideas for how condoms might have been used yes, in history? Well, it's oh. historical.
2: Oh, um, We had smuggling drugs as well, but
1: water balloons
0: I don't know about the historical context of water balloons
1: <laughs> <laughs> But I know they sometimes are filled up and used for ice packs For people post-birth or haemorrhoids put
2: oh. on oh. frozen. yeah, ah. yeah.
1: Might cold. have been handy after kids
0: They were used by soldiers in World War II To keep their rifle barrels dry when they swam to shore they Rolled a condom over the end of their rifles There you go
2: because Just condoms are part of their kit. Yeah, they got issued them for prophylactic as in don't get veno Venus VD was the posters up in the mess hall in the soldiers' changing wow. rooms. Wow. Fantastic. So sexual health messages. So they go we're given condoms. Awesome.
0: So what we've got is we call this the box of secrets. So see this little gold box? Can you show the gold box? It's hidden behind the pens that's our box of secrets so what we want is if you have any questions that you would like the panel to answer and they could be any question at all okay. this is anonymous that's a, I actually used to use this in my sex ed classes in high school where i would just get them to write whatever they like and then stick it in the box and then i could just put them all together and go all right here they come because generally what happened is one person asked a question that everybody else wanted to know so yeah. If you can think of anything in the break, please write it on there, stick it in there. You can also, and I made this easy because sometimes people feel a bit weird about putting in a piece of paper. Is a, if you don't write a question, you can also write the name of your favourite movie actor or actress or person, and write that on and put that in there.
2: Or tell us there how much you like it. Or tell us how much you like us. Or
0: write a really good joke that we can tell. I am welcome back. So we have a winner in the last quiz, and that is Ben and Christy over there. Let's give them a clap. They actually uh, score the most points. So we've given them a couple's quiz box So for more quizzes. (laughs) (laughs) Just because if you didn't get enough quiz, can't get enough quiz. And now time for another quiz. Yay. This is a different quiz. This is a quickie quiz. So...
1: Against Linda Sorry. Against
0: Linda So this is actually What we're going to do Is we're going to Yes Linda's sitting there She has no idea So what we're going to do Is we're going to give you The opportunity To pitch yourself against Linda
1: Who feels brave enough To go against Linda
0: Linda, Linda, Linda Come on First Harry. question First question up Oh no
1: I thought she was Putting her hand up And she's She putting did put her in hand in her up
0: mouth. <laughs> Yay <laughs> <laughs> go over there like She was putting her hand up And putting it in her mouth
1: So let's Does, start. I, Somebody's got to feel brave enough
0: <laughs> We've got oh four daddy, questions so so
1: They're fun questions
0: is there right and wrong? Yes. Oh, well. There are right um, and wrongs to questions. Do we have to be Like serious? that question?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it could be a grey error you like Wait, Have you Have you listened to Vern and my podcast? No, no. no. Then oh. you won't be worried about saying something ridiculous then. No, no.
0: <laughs> and don't worry about your voice because I do the editing and I make Beck sound good, so.
1: <laughs> 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 okay, moving right along then. Your teeth aren't going to be looking very good. Oh, dear. no <laughs> kissing. Oh, dear. Look at our teeth, okay? <laughs> okay, are we ready for the first question? Yes. Four questions. Questions. The first one is what percentage of dreams are about sex? 15%.
0: According to a study published by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. Well, good. Good eye yeah, proof. <laughs> I thought I'd start with that because Linda's looking at me like, well, I'm not going to believe a word you say. Um, there were uh, nearly 10% of all dreams include sex. 10%. I would say some. I don't know. Wouldn't you say more sometimes? I don't know. I don't know. depends.
1: No. It's an average. It's an average. I
0: think you won that time. You shell. did.
1: You did. Oh, Vern's been waiting to do this. Watch, watch. He's been waiting to do this. Ready? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he desperately wants <laughs> to throw this oh, at have you. You got one already. No,
1: don't. Leave. I'm very happy to have. One. And this is my oh, favourite one. I'm very happy to have one of Linda's clitorises. How (laughs) many does she have? Is she a kangaroo? Because that's the next question. Okay. Go, throw it, throw it. 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 So
0: um, these are what Linda brought along as prizes. They're 3D printed clitorises. I didn't
1: actually know.
0: Which you'd be quite surprised because, you know, everyone thinks, everyone knows about the the very end there, um, but there's so much more more going on. Um, Do you have a favourite colour, Cheryl? Me too. (laughs) Come on, throw
1: the
0: clitoris then. I'm going to throw a clitoris. Get on with it. Tell us a story.
2: Oh, I
1: thought Jim printed some of these. Oh,
2: yeah, Jim printed them. So my husband of 40 years, hence the reference to um, phone use. Yes, and Um, there's
1: a nice little link because Linda's husband of 40 years was my Form 5 physics teacher. (laughs) Mm. So there you go. go. (laughs) We didn't cover clitorises in physics.
2: (laughs) He prints them pro bono for sex educators sex education purposes. I don't even know what to say. So I have a bag of clitorises. (laughs) And I just, if I need more, I say crap or
1: sorry. Somewhat like the next question, Linda how many vaginas does a kangaroo have? Well, who's going to That's all right, you can but just, I'll just, just say. say three. What about you, Linda? Have you got an answer? I'm going to go three.
0: <gasps> it is actually three. Yeah. That the would sort of explain two. why there's 120 million of them.
2: Well, so. gonna, is, is the next question how many penises does a male kangaroo have?
0: Oh, Why? I what? don't know the what? answer. What what? Is- yep. So
2: because kangaroos can have multiple babies in there at once, so you can, you can actually be getting another embryo happening while you've got one in there. Mm. And I think once we're giving birth, one, they give birth through one and they conceive through the other two. Yeah, they can have three so,
0: babies on the go at any time.
2: So male kangaroos have two penises. That's what
0: is this weird country we live in? So oh, if goodness. anyone listening outside of Australia, we actually do have lots of people listen outside of Australia. Kangaroos <laughs> <we laughs> have two penises. You'll never look at them the same way again. How,
2: and if You want, <laughs> a, you could do a whole session on the interesting sex lives and genitalia of Australian native animals.
1: How interesting. Could, maybe we that's could. not where we're going. <laughs> well, what happened there? Is it a draw? Oh, these guys didn't get a prize. What colour? Well, I gold, gold or blue? ha. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's the best line I've heard. Don't throw my clitoris around. Well done, Well done. done. Well done. That was a good answer there. Okay, so we're moving on to uh, question number
1: three. Okay, what method of birth control can chickens use? <laughs> he's now regretting that <laughs> we'll he put his, his hand he's, up. He's, 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 got, he's
0: got an expression on his face which is like, oh. G- oh yes,
1: yes,
2: you can.
0: Yes. Yeah, you can consult.
2: Ask a friend, but not your technology. Shut- Destroy their
0: own eggs.
1: Oh, that, that's Destroy a pretty good answer, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would work. Good answer.
0: Yep, well, good. that would definitely work. That would do. Yeah. That's mm. a good way to control.
1: I had a chicken that used to do that. That's a whole other story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be a sad story for a moment. The way you said it, I was just like, we're just going to get <laughs> no, this no, really no sad story. It a
1: bit crazy. <laughs> we used to have a chicken
2: called Gladiator, who, who would not hang out with the rest of the pack or the, whatever, the flock. <laughs> Because she was named
0: gladiator, the rest would laugh at her.
2: And would run up to the back door to greet you when he came home and wanted to come inside. You had to say chook-free zone. Um, The only... okay, so (laughs) this is not drawn from my prior knowledge, I'm making this up. So birth control with chickens. You make sure that the rooster is excluded. It's pretty easy to know which one is the rooster, That's its comb is different and it crows, Um, so no rooster. Or chickens, when they mate, like ber- birds mating is quite a random thing. They've kind of just got one hole and they've got to kind of put holes together. It's amazing that how much they can achieve, really. Oh, You've you actually
0: just floored Beck. <laughs> Beck sitting down there. <laughs> <So laughs> so, you did to her.
2: I don't know, maybe get the roosters drunk so they can't, they can't be, keep themselves in position.
0: Get the roosters drunk. <laughs> there we go.
2: Okay,
1: Ben, would you like to tell us the
0: answer? Yes, the method of birth control, just in case you wanted to know. They can eject unwanted sperm. In reproductive warfare, sperm is a male's ultimate weapon to decide who fathers the next generation. New Oxford University study involving feral chickens. Feral chickens. Just imagine these really... (laughs) Like with mullets and stuff. um, Has revealed... Feral chickens have revealed that females fight back. Hens are able to eject sperm directly following copulation, and when they do, on average, 80% of the ejaculate is expelled. I'll give them. A, we'll give them a bonus prize.
2: I ordered a yeah stuff that came from Nikki Darling. If you're ever trying to buy sex toys from an ethical supplier that fit with all bodies and genders, run by a sole woman in Melbourne, NikkiDarling.com.au is amazing. Highly recommended, and she's not paying me for this.
0: <laughs> nice nice plug there. But,
2: but I bought some things recently, got a bag full of treats, <laughs> which is what Beck is, some of which Beck is distributing.
0: Passing out all sorts of things, some prophylactics out there. You can use that on your rifle, Nathan.
1: <laughs> on so- <laughs> 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 your, your rifle. Now. Oh my God,
0: that's. What's yeah. that? A yes, and a yeah. few coins, <laughs> yes. That's to keep your <laughs> coin <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay, Beck?
1: <laughs> I don't even know what to say. You
0: just continue okay. on. Okay,
1: I'm just going to sit here for a minute. So, um, Vern has randomly picked this lovely couple to be our next <laughs> persons.
0: I really just want to throw out glitter at them. <laughs> <laughs> they might get it right anyway.
1: So, how many minutes does it take to decide if you like someone or not? A, four minutes. B, ten minutes. C, 40 minutes. Now, you guys have been on dating apps, so I think you might have some idea. Okay, so. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Four
0: minutes. Four minutes. What do you think, Linda?
2: I was going for four minutes as well, although I have, of course, have a number of questions about the context of uh, <laughs> <laughs> this study. But yeah, can I, but so, but can I see minutes. some research? Four minutes. Like, if people, I've seen people swiping, you know, swiping. They're not taking four minutes.
0: Okay. So the answer, <laughs> answer is apparently it only takes four minutes to decide whether you like someone or not. As such, if you want to make a good impression on someone, you only have got around four minutes to do so. Getting and keeping someone's attention and attraction is believed to have more to do with body language, tone and speed of your voice rather than things you actually say.
2: And how they smell. Pheromones are really important. Can I give you a random fact about that? Yes, please. That people who meet and like start dating and then maybe think of getting married and then have babies, if the woman is using hormonal contraception, and then she goes off hormonal contraception in order to, con- to try to get pregnant. What can happen is that the pheromones that she's drawn to can really change. Right. So she might find that she's not... That actually could be one reason why, back to your earlier question, about why might you not like your partner? Yep. In fact, when you're on hormonal contraception, what you like is different from when you're not on hormonal contraception. So before you get married, use the condoms.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much, Linda.
2: And well done. Oh, hang on. Okay. All right,
0: look out. <laughs> Gold glitter is coming your way. It's like, the, it's like the Oscars, really.
1: <laughs> I hope it goes on your mantle. Okay, here it comes, incoming.
0: Oh, oh, good catch. Alrighty. So, moving on. What we're going to do now, we're going to open up the box of secrets. Secrets, secrets. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. Can I turn you? Yes, I can turn you on. (laughs) So here we go. We have a whole lot of questions in here. I feel like what I'll do is I'll pass these to our panel and see what we get. Good, I love questions. Well, these are great questions. Hang on. Of
2: course they'll be great questions. Mm. Oh, fabulous compliments.
0: I think this is a great question for you, Linda. Are there different types of orgasm, example, genital or full body? If so, how many types and can they be
1: learnt? That's an awesome question. Mm. Mm. I've been ranging tantric sex, so yes, you answer the question. I want to hear your answer. No, no, you go. First I want to say
2: that you can have awesome sex and not have an orgasm. So orgasms aren't compulsory and they are for you and not for the other person's benefit. Just throw that in there. Um, Types of orgasms. You can have breath orgasms. Uh, You can have orgasms that are cervical or whole body or... People with penises can have orgasms where they ejaculate and they can have orgasms where they don't ejaculate. I've got up to five. There's got to be so many I'm more. Pretty sure it's not something I've tried three. to make a list, but. Have a,
0: you can have breast orgasms?
2: So you can have an orgasm that comes from stimulus of any kind of sensual part of the body, which might be the scalp or the breasts or, or just the whole skin. Yes, yeah, so it could be nipples or any other part of the body that happens can, to be. Can they be the aware second part
0: the was the, how many times, but can they be learnt?
2: Oh yes! Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. The, fun part. People, <laughs> that's the fun part. Because because people, the fun part. Because I have read about people where they where they actually coach their partner that when I do this, which might just be grab your shoulders, you will come. And so people can be trained to to come in response to any kind of stimulus. Because Or well, like a Pavlov's thing. Because because the most important sex organ is the brain.
0: Oh, I really like the idea of doing that where you actually train someone, like Pavlov's dog. Yeah. So to any sort of stimulus, like, you know, just set their phone to, like, set off, like, a notification and all of a sudden... (laughs) ..wherever they are. That would be awesome.
2: And, And people can be... In a power exchange situation, people can forbid the person. The dom can forbid the sub from coming, even though they want to, until they're told they're allowed to. So you can hold off the orgasm. So there can be a command, which is a different situation from when I do this thing, you're going to come. You just randomly come up and do it to them, which I think could be quite awkward, depending on the circumstance.
0: It could be quite awkward. Yeah. It could be quite funny.
1: Oh, yeah. You could... <laughs> <laughs> going
0: for the funny. You could running. abuse it. You um, could. Which would not
1: so be a good that idea. That would not be good. Don't do that. But on the learnt it, tantric sex books are great for that, aren't they? Learning...
0: All right, Beck, next question for you. How often should you have sex?
1: For me... Oh, next question for me. Oh, that's that's such a broad question that um it depends depends on what's happening for both parties so are they on holiday you know they i don't think there's a rule there's no rule yeah, i if think if there's it's children just, uh, around there's then tri- yeah <laughs> then get rid of your children yeah. um there or is no or, you normal. know if so, there is no normal yeah because any situation changes so you know if you're not feeling well or they're not patched and do you mean sex effect? with someone
2: else or sex with yourself
1: I would imagine it's with their person. Mm. Or people. Yeah, whatever you're into. I don't think there's any defining rule and I think that is something you discuss with your personal people. Yeah. Yeah.
2: However you fancy it, so long as it's practical and convenient and consensual. Like you don't want to be distracted from your work day.
1: Sometimes it can be hard to have, if you are in a partnership kind of relationship, to have... To meet on the same libido level, that can be a problem.
0: So to to continue on with that, so I'll just go into another one, which is, is it okay to not orgasm during sex? I feel like that was sort of talked about before, but what's your take on that? Yes. Yes, it is okay.
2: And it's not okay to expect your partner to orgasm so that you can say, look look how clever I am Mm. doing this for you because that's actually not about them, so... Yeah, totally okay. People, you don't have to have an orgasm to have a great. I don't time. think you should have a destination. Just have fun, unless you're yeah. trying to make a baby, which is probably most of the time not the case. You're saying rather don't than having a happy a
0: ending, thing. you have a happy journey.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't think about the destination.
0: No, I think the. I, I think that. Um, that idea of just being able to be in an intimate space together if you have the time like set time to enjoy that as much as possible just to enjoy each other's bodies and not be worried about whether someone orgasms or they don't orgasms or whatever happens to them it's more about being able to give and receive pleasure you know be able to enjoy Your partner and um, there's this great game which we learned a few years ago we talked about on our podcast we call it the song game where you put on like a cool spotify playlist we've got a couple of great ones there'll be a song and then there's a break between the songs and what you do is for the first song i might say to beck i'd like you to do this i might like you to massage my head and that will happen for a song and then the next song she asks me what she wants. And it's not about sex, so it's not about going straight for that. It's about actually asking for what you want, asking for what's pleasurable for you. So then what happens is we get to know what's pleasurable for each other and it becomes this long, drawn-out foreplay to the point where we do become more and more intimate, then we can ask for that thing we want. And that means that it's not about the orgasm, it's just yeah, about Yeah, it's a really fun
1: way to, to do that, isn't it? Hmm. So, a song at a time. Yeah, it's a good. It's good fun game. Yeah. And it yeah, gives you like a good it. three minutes.
0: So.
2: Yeah. Betty Martin, who's an American sexologist, has the three minute game, which yeah. is basically that, but not done with songs. Mm. And uses the wheel of consent with the asking and offering and taking and giving and allowing. Mm. And part of that is the consent. So, you know, would you massage my head? And you can say, uh, I don't want to massage your head, but please, but, but thank you for asking. Can you suggest something else? And you go, okay, well, okay, yep. oh, how about shoulders? Okay, whatever. Yeah.
0: Hmm. yeah, and it's different than actually if you were saying what you wanted because that might not be what your partner wants. So it is about that conversation the whole time. And I think that's something we've talked about a lot, which is actually about having... A, in, in the intimate space, is having as much conversation as possible. Be talking, and it's not that it takes away the spontaneity of it. It actually means that you end up um, being closer with each other because you know exactly what each other wants.
2: I'm just thinking through Betty Martin again who says that exactly what you said, Vern, that people discover what your partner likes and you also discover what you like because you might not have thought about it until you have to think about what am I going to ask for? Or, I don't know. What do I fancy? Mm. And it's a great stimul- great prompt for doing that. Mm.
0: How does love change over time in a long relationship? Or should it? How does love change... They've gone uh, quiet over there. Oh, who's that? <laughs> oh,
2: Come on. on. Well, the limerence phase, that stage when you first fall in love... The what did you call it? Limerence. That's the technical term, the limerence phase. How do you spell that? L-I-M-E-R-A-N-C-E. Could be a double M, not sure. Okay. Uh, and it's a bit like being high on cocaine for all that. It's like, it's like, you're, on, like you're on, totally on drugs because you can see no wrong in the other person. You're obsessed with them and it feels amazing and you're high. Six to 18 months is a general span of how long that lasts for hmm. um and then it shifts into like you just calm down hmm. but it doesn't mean you stop loving them but it, that's it so the stages of love can really change in that
1: time i think but that's normal it's normal it's yeah, totally that's what happens yeah. but
2: but then you get people who look for the new relationship energy who who will end a relationship because they're not feeling that so they find someone else so they can they get, get addicted high to that high yeah they, get, they start yeah. looking for the higher, not looking for the other aspects of... Yeah, the I reckon I've been mm-hmm. in that... Julie. I reckon
0: in my 20s I was probably in that space where it was always the new thing, mm-hmm. the new person rather than actually going deeper. What was your joke? Tell I me your joke. I had a joke. Can I tell Yeah, yeah.
2: Was that what? Checks the, checks the crowd. OK, what's the difference between a casual dress party and an orgy with pirates? One, you come as you are. The other, you... As you come... I like that
0: joke. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm a pirate sometimes. You know, there's a new pirate movie coming out. He does
1: think he is a pirate. I won't be going to it, though. It's one of his alter egos. It's rated
0: R. (laughs) (laughs) Advice on dealing with my partner who has friends of the opposite sex.
1: That's a good one, I reckon, because I've had a problem with this.
0: Yeah, go on. (laughs) Actually, actually, no. Don't go on. Let's move on to another question. Is that why? Did you write this on...? No, I didn't!
2: <laughs> what was the question again?
0: Advice, <laughs> advice on dealing with my partner who has friends of the opposite sex.
2: Because that's actually really... I think that's an important one. Some people get really jealous of their partner's friends if they see them as a, as a threat to the relationship. That underpins trust, and it underpins your own sense of security in the relationship. Like the rules to say you can only be friends with people of the same sex, which doesn't work if you don't know that they're bi. But yeah, rules like that don't work. People can have long-term friends from childhood, and then their partner says, "No, you can't be friends with that person because I'm feel threatened."
1: And it might depend on what friends they are. Like, so if it's another single person, as opposed to like you know a couple or someone you've known for years, like you said, like that well, might make a bit of a difference. Could be a work if it's colleague. like another, and are you are they friends where they're communicating regularly, or are they like hanging out with them? Because that's a whole other different.
0: It's, all contact,
1: isn't it? It? it's, it's it is complicated, but I think it, a lot of it boils down
2: to your own... If someone is jealous, like mm. what are their unmet needs? And is there an unmet need to feel secure in the relationship, perhaps? And mm.
1: maybe do they have a reason to feel um, insecure? They, they trust, may have a reason. Is, there, yeah. is, there, is, there, is trust yeah. an issue? Yeah. So maybe it's like a really good conversation of who you're comfortable with them being friends with and it being very transparent relationship where they're kind of hang out with both of you or you know or you know that they're going to hang out with the person that's not hidden maybe yeah that would be my take all right
0: i don't have a take on that because we've had this conversation (laughs) before because i seem to have a lot of female friends (laughs) moving on not anymore
1: it has been in one of our (laughs) podcasts not anymore (laughs) no no, but that makes me sound like i've like control i haven't Oh, it is it is dependent, isn't yeah, it? Like yeah, yeah, no, no, well, yeah. I understand will dis- how
0: you feel now, so I'm more thoughtful about um, who I communicate with. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like it might be um, the opposite sex friend that. Could be anyone. Yeah, and it might depend on if you have a
2: business together or something, and you're like, oh. it's just randomly because it's convenient, but not just. But uh, Which that's the it depends.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, maybe at the end of it, it's coming back to that sort of trust and commitment, which is really the like the foundation for a good relationship. The, the
2: psychological safety and the, and the things that you know trigger the other person or just upset them and the things that don't, so you're respectful of what their needs are.
0: Time for us to finish up. We want to say a big thank you to our audience. I say thank you, Linda, for being part of our panel tonight. And thank you, Bec.
1: Thank you so much, and thanks, everyone, for coming along and supporting us. And hope you enjoyed it.
0: Yep, and we hope you can make it to the next podcast in a park or pool or pub or somewhere check us out on rekindling relationships on facebook and also spotify and apple podcasts and thank you so much thanks for listening please subscribe and follow us and check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com
1: bye for now see ya
2: thank you audience it's awesome to have you here you've been great so much have that you had was so fun? Good. You stayed? Yeah. That was okay. <laughs>